Patrick Lavery is a TCNJ and WTSR alumni from 2009 who now works at Town Square Media in Trenton as an afternoon news anchor on New Jersey 101.5 WKXW-FM. Through his experience at WTSR, Patrick joins us today to discuss his inspiration and hard work from college radio to professional radio. At Town Square Media, I am the afternoon news anchor of New Jersey 101.5 Radio. That is the flagship station of all of the Town Square stations within New Jersey. Um, I have been at New Jersey 101.5 for seven years. Uh, I came there in 2013 as the evening news anchor and was in that uh, position uh, anchoring newscasts from 7 to 11 p.m. for uh, about three years. Um, and then I was for four years, or just about four years, um, the morning news producer. Uh, so I totally flipped my schedule. Um, I had a lot of 2 a.m. Uh, wake-up calls and uh, alarm clocks and things. And uh, my role on the morning show was to gather news articles and uh, do some production work. Uh, for our 5 a.m. Uh, hour-long newscast and then provide support uh, throughout the rest of the morning, uh, including reporting uh, on breaking news. So I did the, I did the evening gig for uh, maybe two and a half uh, years and then the morning for four. And then just in April, uh, I started as the, uh, the afternoon uh, anchor. <laughs> so many of our listeners would find it uh, very cool that you're also a TCNJ alumni of yes. 20, uh, 2009. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So did you get your start in radio at uh, WTSR? I, I sure did. And uh, it's, it's something that uh, I, I guess freshmen this year uh, did not get to experience, but I can remember... Uh, carrying bags and suitcases uh, from the parking area down that little sidewalk to the towers, and there's the WTSR tent set up uh, between the towers, and blasting music, and all of the volunteers, all of the all of the uh, board members who were there for for Welcome Week um, were so. Uh, enthusiastic to, hey, let me grab a bag. Hey, let me, you know, show you around. Let me do this, do that. So uh, I had come in as a communication studies major. So I, I knew that uh, I wanted to learn more about the radio station, but just having that there on that very first day um, to hook me um, was important. And then I wound up going to, to interest sessions and I trained as a DJ and, uh, and I was, I was off and running. Wow. So what were some notable projects that you worked on in your time at WTSR? One of the, one of the things that I remember, uh, clearly was from my senior year. Um, it was as far as my group was concerned, um, that were going to be seniors that year. Uh, obviously, most of us are only in college for a four-year span, um, and so I was a senior in the fall of 2008, and it was going to be the only presidential election during my time there. So 
Um, I remember having a, a long conversations because uh, I was news director at the time, and I remember having long conversations about how to set that up. How do we best cover this? Who should we interview? Like, should we send someone to um, Republican headquarters? We send someone to, to Democratic headquarters. And um, I can remember, um, I think we did nine hours of coverage on that. And I remember uh, being on the air and Kevin Patusek had set up uh, a very small uh, TV in the studio mm -hmm. um, to watch. I don't even remember what channel we were able to get on whatever rig he had. Mm -hmm. So I think we did about nine hours of coverage that day. And Kevin Patusek set up a, a little TV in the main studio. And I don't even remember what channel he was able to get on the that rig. But uh, I remember being on the air, uh, anchoring and watching out of the corner of my eye as they called the election for Obama and what a historic moment that was. And even in our, our little corner of the radio world, um, how exciting it was to be able to be there and to provide information. Yeah, definitely. Since it's now an upcoming um, election like this year, mm -hmm. has your perspective of like reporting, um, reporting uh, elections, has it shifted any or like, is it still pretty prominent to how you did it back then? Well, I, I would have to say that my, my personal feeling on it has has not changed and that is get the facts get them from a trusted source if you can't get them yourself um and present those facts to people um so that they can decide there there's far too much um agenda making in the news and in news coverage right now where i think that journalists have picked up this kind of, I don't know if it's a, a sense of privilege or, or what it is, but a sense that we need to not only tell you what's happening, but tell you how to think about it. And, and, and I give the audience a little bit more credit than that. I, I think you should be uh, intelligent enough and um, perceptive enough to make that decision for yourself. So that has not changed for me. What has changed is the the landscape and the um, just the divisiveness, um, as as you'll hear often and and all the time. You will just find it very difficult these days to find a media outlet that just gives you what you need to know and none of the extemporaneous stuff. Um, that's the challenge. Yeah. How do you think uh, radio is a unique form of the media and like how they deliver the news or even any other source? I, it really is... Um, it really is still so information based. Mm -hmm. um, 
101.5 has the unique position of being a news and talk station. So we will do newscasts every half hour, and then very often our talk show hosts, um, you know, who are paid for their opinions, will take something that we've done in the news or something that's going on and make a, their topic for the hour and get people to call in and, and discuss it and, and debate it. Um, when I really started to get into the research of why certain ratings are the way they are, um, the way that we measure them um, at the station, it's funny because our newscast, especially our top of the hour newscast, uh, encompasses our traffic and weather updates with 15, with our every 15 minutes. And we have found that those are the times that people really tune in. They're on the road. They want to see where they're going. Is there going to be traffic? They want to see, you know, how should I dress up tomorrow? Um, they're going to be warm, cold, rain, whatever. So the we call them the service elements. Um, radio's greatest um, contribution to its audience still um, is as a public service. So when you transitioned um, from college radio to professional radio, what were some learning curves or definitely some big um, experiences that you like um, developed into one of the things and my first radio job um and you have to understand the the era the time that i came out of college which was may of 2009 we were eight months into the financial crisis um no one was hiring uh i worked a lot of odd jobs for about a year and a half before i landed my first um radio gig and it was a lot of resume pushing and uh pavement pounding and 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 all of these things and uh i i worry that um covid not not necessarily what has gone on in the economy since march but that covid itself is making employers um, more hesitant to hire and having been through that myself um, I, I really identify with, um, with anybody who's, who's trying to break in right now. But uh, my first radio job was at um, a station that unfortunately no longer exists. It was a family-owned uh, station called WGHT, which is in, was in Pompton Lakes, uh, which is in the, uh, the Passaic County area. Um, and they were uh, an AM station. Uh, whose wattage was uh, smaller than TCNJ's than WTSR's um, that signed off when the sun went down. It was a daytimer. And then they signed back on again at 6 a.m. And what I was, because it was such an old-fashioned place, um, what I found was interesting was I had actually taken a step Back in technology, I had to learn all these things um, that I had never learned at WTSR because we had upgraded our equipment. Um, you know how to record on a cart, how to how to erase a cart, 
Um, I, I never, I never got in with a razor blade on a, on a reel to reel tape, but we had one, uh, <laughs> um, which, uh, which was daunting, uh, enough in itself to look at every day. So I wound up having to teach myself a lot of things that me at WTSR, maybe 10 years before I was there, would have learned. Um, that's, that's how far back the, the technology was. Um, also just, um, working in an environment where, um, the, the clock really mattered. Um, and not that it doesn't, um, in, in college radio, but when you have, um, sponsorships that had to be read at this specific time when you had ads that had to play at this specific time you really became conscious of especially as as a newscaster um okay how how long is my writing can i can i condense and i i remember um interning uh at abc7 uh eyewitness news in new york and um one of the anchors there at the time was Diana Williams, uh, who was there for almost 30 years, uh, retired last year. And I just remember I was sitting watching a newscast one day um, that they were doing, and they go to a break, and she's running her pen through her script. And all she's saying to herself is, tighten, tighten. And that, that was a huge lesson to me. Like, less is more when you are, are constantly on the clock. Find a way to say it in a concise way um, and a creative way that still gets, gets the point across. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you point? And it's even, it's interesting how you can connect with your listeners and like raise publicity about different things. Did oh, you, yeah. Yeah. Did you find that you were able to do that in college as much, like reaching out to different listeners and knowing who was tuning in? I, I felt that um, I felt that we did a better job of that um, as far as covering news um, as the years went on when when I was there. Um, but I, I know that. The overwhelming, you know, part of what PSR does um, is is the music, mm. and I think that when I was there and, and continuing to now, and I I am still in the area, so I will I will tune the station in every once in a while just to kind of just kind of check in and, and and see how things are going, mm. um, but I can remember. Um, you know, there would be an artist who would release their first album mm -hmm. and we'd get it at WTSR and then the album would break mainstream. And then when they came out with their second album, we didn't even touch the second because the focus was so squarely on as it, as it should be because this is what people came to us for. Um, discovering things they hadn't heard before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the beauty of college radio too, and just kind of giving it like an alternative voice. Like it's 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what's some advice that you would give to college students who are interested in going into radio or even covering the news or like the media right now during the coronavirus? Yeah, I, I, I would say find a first find find your voice find a, a, a consume as much as you can radio tv um uh, you know there is so much uh news right now that is purely i mean and there's a video component or an audio but there's so much that's just internet based i mean there are news podcasts there are web shows that you won't find on tv um find find something that you identify with and don't listen to the the ideology if you have someone or different people in the media who you like how they deliver their information pay attention to how they deliver it you know what's there there was a great story about um the great CBS uh, anchor Walter Cronkite and when he was anchoring the evening news in the 60s and 70s he had trained himself to speak at I don't remember what the words per minute rate was but he had specifically practiced this number of words per minute because he had read that it was the maximum number of word, spoken words per minute that the average person process. Um, that's really detailed work. Yeah. That is um, that is that is someone who has done the homework of of who the audience is. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say, by the same token, you know, don't pay too much attention to what the professionals are doing because that's why college radio is so great you have a an opportunity in those four years to probably showcase if you're gonna get into broadcasting as a career you probably have more of an opportunity in four years of doing college radio to showcase your own personality than you will in the entire rest of your career um and i i don't say that to make it sound like a death sentence but that is the that's the beauty of the freedom of the format of stations like w so as we transition into kind of the modern world i remember you yeah. mentioned podcasts yeah. how um how are you how do you feel about podcasts and like current um like new streaming services like compared to maybe radio or do you think they can grow together I think they can grow together. Um, we at 101.5 have a like a rotating podcast uh, series, and I've I've been a guest on on several of them, and they cover they cover all kinds of things. You know, we kind of have ones that are actually more comedy focused, or um, you know, being my my news director, um, who is I won't say exactly, but is around this age, uh, used to do one that was really focused on what it was like to be around 40 years old and what kind of personal changes that will bring and how that relates to um you know living in this state 
um, we actually have started to brand uh, our morning newscasts as their own podcast uh, and, and package them together. Um, our morning news anchor just started within the last couple of weeks doing a two or three minute uh, summary of the morning headlines that goes up on our Facebook page. Um, so that that has been something since I started there in 2013 that we really have focused on town square um, markets itself first and foremost as a media company. They own radio stations, they own websites, but they are they are a media company. And so it's been drilled into all of our heads. Um, you know, make sure that this is not only good content or on the air, but uh, on the web as well. Um, and, and I think that um, the days of people listening to the radio in their car, which I think, and I've talked about, and is a big part of how people listen and always has been, that's giving way to people listening to podcasts in the car and has for a long time. Um, and so, yeah, we do have to find a way to um, kind of infiltrate what we already do into that structure. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, uh, but it is not one that, that can't be overcome. The, the two worlds can collide. Are you still in touch with people from uh, the radio station? That, like, uh, I I am. Um, it, actually, it's um, it's it's funny. One of the people that I worked most closely with um, it, it was my friend Jeff, who I had grown up with. I've known since I was five years old. We went all through, you know public school together and then we went to TCNJ together and we wound up working at the radio station and wound up like almost strangling each other um, uh, because best friends should never be roommates. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was the best man at my, my wedding. Um, I also met one of my, um, my best friends through that um, who uh, we had someone drop out uh, as sports director the year that I was station manager. And so this kid had friends who, um, who worked with us at TSR and they were like, oh, Mike, you should really like go out for the sports director position. You love sports and you love like, you love like TV and you love radio. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. So, you know, and then Mike became one of, one of my best friends. So I, I still keep in touch with them uh, fairly regularly, but it, it was funny. About three years after I graduated, um, I was at a housewarming party for this guy, Mike, and a lot of our WTSR friends were there. And so this was 2012, and some of his friends were even younger uh, than I, so they'd only been out of TCNJ for one or two years. And at that point, I was still uh, working up in North Jersey. I was not yet at 101.5. Mm -hmm. And one of Mike's friends kind of, who I had also done TSR, kind of pulled me aside uh, during this party. And he was like, you have to keep 
going in in this business. Like you have to keep doing what you're doing because look around here. You're the only one of us who's still doing it. Everybody else had gone on to, you know, to different things. So that that kind of stuck with me for for quite a while. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's interesting how like what um what are some of the careers that they're in now? Because I'm like even if you don't go into radio necessarily, there's a lot of still big influence. <laughs> um, if oh, we we have all kind of uh, all kind of scattered uh, a, a little bit. Some of us are still doing related things, um, but but some of us uh, and and you'll find that, and that's always what's what's tough. Um, and that was part of my struggle when I was on the board was I knew that I wanted to get into this business and I was working with people who I knew did not. Um, and you can't, you can't look that far ahead. You have to say, you know, we're all here now because mm -hmm. we want to be here. We can't be thinking about what we want to do five years from now because we'll never accomplish the goals that we want to do for next week yeah yeah can't look too far ahead yeah you so, just don't know yeah <laughs> so it's almost like mobilizing like a one common goal even though you all have different i guess priorities and like what you want to do yeah 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 um and when we would do an event or a special piece of programming um that really worked um, you would really, you would really feel the, the collaboration. Um, you know, you said you worked with, um, with Lions TV. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if they, certainly they don't do this right at the moment. Um, but Kevin and a couple of people from, from our board when I was there came up with the idea for, um, the concert series. Underground? Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is what that became. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, but we originally came up with that as an idea for um, to kind of integrate TSR with with TV, where mm -hmm. we would tape the concert, we would put it on the TV station, but mm -hmm. then the band would also do an exclusive interview with us for the radio side they would do some kind of acoustic stuff in studio we would um repurpose their we would repurpose like the audio for their from their tv performance like for the radio mm -hmm. um gosh i remember one of the things that uh that we did while i was there um there was a guy and i do not know what happened to him he couldn't have been much older than we were, but he ran a, a club in Trenton and he came to us with this idea. He said, if I get clearance from the artists that I bring in, can I tape their shows mm -hmm. and then come in? I think we had an open slot like nine to midnight on a Sunday night at that time. Mm -hmm. And I come in and just play their concerts. And we were like, 
that's an interesting idea. So he did that for, I think, a, a year or a year and a half, and it was called Trenton Live. Wow. And it was, um, it was a, a really cool way to like get the outside community yeah. involved, you know, in the stadium. Well, thank you, Patrick, so much for your time. It's been wonderful talking about college radio and professional radio. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, um, I, I always, I always enjoy looking back, and um, I, I think this is is great what you're what you're doing, and um, it's important to remember where you came from, mm -hmm. and it's important to remember what those uh, years meant to you, and and I think that. Uh, Certainly without WTSR, without the experience of a college radio station, um, I would have been so far behind uh, knowing what to do when, when I started my career. And, um, and, and plus, you know, I, I got to really fulfill some, some dreams and, and do some, some very interesting things 